1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello there welcome to the untitled film podcast with Callum and Johnny. Really dragging it out today. I am Johnny and I am Callum and welcome.
1: Welcome, 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 as Dax Shepherd would say. Yeah, you, you seem to uh, like repeating that. I think that's just the <laughs> second or third time you've done the welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> it's the only thing I like about Dax Shepherd's podcast really. It's it? a good opening. It, it, it it's is. found a, a good hook to be fair.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's, it's it's quite a hard one because i never know how to end it as well then i we just end up kind of like doing our own half ass rip of smart we do of smart, although i've been but trying
1: to say it <laughs> hey, more like uh, see ya just to try to be casual <laughs> but, but you, you know you can't manner being casual you know you're either casual or you're not you can't um you know orchestrate being yeah. casual but i try you know i'm, I'm trying to practice going, i think yeah, the, the problem
2: yeah. is if you make it too casual though it just sounds like we've just okay we well, yeah, we've had enough now bye yeah, I that's the issue. Anyway, enough about our how to open and close a podcast. If you uh, have any suggestions for how to do that. Why not use the things that we people connect with yes, us on, we, which we are, We have Calum?
1: several social medias. We have a YouTube channel now, but the main ones are probably the ones where you can send messages to us, post comments on, you know, whatever you want. We're on Facebook and on Instagram at Untitled Film Podcast, one word. So if you want to suggest to us how to open and close this, then there's the place to do it. What about Twitter? (laughs) Well, the thing about that is, uh, no, fuck Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yes,
2: absolutely. Although... Apologies, there are issues with YouTubes at the minute, and
1: Acast, our podcasting overlords, have seemed to have a back-end issue where they're not always uploading. But they do seem to be an episode behind. They are. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted to send my mum the Elvis episode, it's not here. Well, yeah, it is
2: rip, unfortunately, at the moment, but that hopefully will be back in the not-too-distant future.
1: Let's hope, Yes.
2: No, yeah, interact with us, please, because we like it.
1: Yeah, we, we do get a kick out of it. And we do like seeing more people join. And we like seeing, you know, the little notification you get that this person is now following you. You go, oh, I hope, I hope they enjoy us. Absolutely. All right, this is the time of the podcast when you need to turn Callum's microphone off. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'll do the uh, news jingle anymore because it's humiliating to be <laughs> to have someone turn your microphone off like you're a child. So yeah. I won't do it. If anymore. you
2: can't be trusted, I'm going to turn your microphone off. Um, but that brings us nicely into the news. And there has been some more interesting news this week than last week, maybe?
1: I think so, Yes so uh do you want to kick us off today
2: yeah why not why not so the first bit of news is um something i'm a bit sad and unhappy about um avenue five amando ianucci's show with hugh Laurie on hbo has been cancelled after two seasons oh that's too bad yeah um for those that haven't seen it it is about a space cruise in the future i can't remember what year it is like 2050 or something um, that is run by a kind of, like, Elon Musk-y type person, Donald Trumpy type person, who has no taste and is a... arsehole? Anyway, and a bit thick. Um, and it all goes horribly, horribly wrong quite quickly. It turns out that everyone is basically... who works on the ship is effectively an actor, and it's all um, within reason smoke and mirrors... And it descends into farce. And it was, the first season came out just as kind of COVID was first kicking off. And watching it kind of uh, at that time made me think very much of what was going on in the real world um, with COVID. It was quite interesting to see this, you know, how uh, certain people were responding poorly to it. And how kind of everyone was running around screaming. And there was all these opinions out there. And there's quite a famous airlock scene where... That's um, on YouTube that many people have watched, where <clears throat> some of the characters are um, uh, have convinced some of the other characters that it's not real; they're not actually in space. It's a game show or something, and that they should go into the airlock and escape the ship. But anyone who knows anything about space knows that's not going to end well. <laughs> um, and yeah, and the first season was a bit patchy, then it was big break because of covid and covid production it was i think quite a big production which is probably another reason it's been cancelled and the second season came out and the second season was so much funnier so much tighter um the things that worked but the the earlier ones worked even better on this one and i really rated it really enjoyed it and i'm quite disappointed that's too bad because it kind of ended on a cliffhanger too
1: let's hope that it gets a sort of cult fandom and eventually 20 years down the line it gets one of those uh Reboots, you know, or movie or, something. or yeah, yeah. something like that. I, don't, I feel like
2: Mando Diori is the kind of person who just move on. Though he's
1: probably got some other. He's on a pot bubbling away. He, he got a bit bored with Veep after four or five seasons. So yeah, someone else can do it. I'm, I'm not angry, I'm not upset. I'm not leaving out of malice. I just want to do something else. And let me keep getting that exec producer <laughs> Yeah. You certainly enjoyed that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my first piece of news. And how about you? Well, I have a double dose of anime news because I thought topically it would uh, fit with this. Uh, So the first, and something I'm very excited about, is that the Spirited Away stage play is coming at the the moment only to American cinemas, but hopefully it gets expanded out to other countries, especially Mm. England. Um, And I believe that this is the uh, the one from uh, the, the Japanese stage play, so it'll be subtitled. And, um, yeah, so that's something that I'm hoping that we get to see soon. If it comes out in America, maybe it'll be ported to a streaming service. There'll certainly be rips of it, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I think would work, you know, very well because I think they also did one with uh, my neighbor Totoro. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it's a big sort of empire that uh, I'd like to see more of here in the western countries interesting enough, i've seen stills from them and it all looks very it fantastic. Does look, It looks excellent like the, the puppeteering and yeah. uh you know the, the costumes for the ghosts and the creatures it looks really elaborate and really uh you know in depth and i think that spirit of the way will suit the stage quite a bit because if it's kind of touches on magic and and all that kind of spiritualism i, I think a stage audience would really go go for it
2: yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see how that comes off. But no, it'd be, it'd be an interesting one for sure. Excellent. Well, on to my second piece of news this week. Um, uh, it, something I'm just fairly shocked about, really. The Flash is coming out and getting a trailer before the Super Bowl. I saw that. It's coming out tomorrow, the trailer. It is. It's At Super time Super Bowl of recording. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you guys have probably already seen it um, when it's out. Who'd have thought we'd have got here and it's coming out? Like, after it's been on the burner for two years, after all of the issues with Ezra, um, just everything, really. It's just pretty pretty. I wonder how amazing. much of it had to do
1: with contracts and stuff. Like, mm. you know, maybe it came down to a, a case of release it or be sued. Which yeah. Which is what happened with a lot of the Fox films or, or superhero, like the X-Men adjacent stuff, like New Mutants. It was a case of give this a cinema release or we'll sue you into the earth, or as much as we can do. Mm. And, you know, rather than fight and avoid it, they may as well just uh, put it in, dump it in cinemas and forget about it. Almost. But
2: normally most contracts have like a moral- morality clause, which one is assumed has been broken. But I suspect, uh, partially, it's down to they've spent $250 million on it. and they want just- to get something back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm surprised, I kind of expected it just to be dumped on like, HBO Max or something, but... Um, no. That was my assumption. It seems to be gay. I mean, they, they're pushing for it if he's getting a Super Bowl but I mean, they cost millions of dollars. So, yeah, not a surprising one. Maybe it's really good. I It's mean, possible. I, I quite like The Flash. I think he's a good character. I quite I like Ezra playing the him. The Flash is
1: certainly the best part of the very boring justice league yeah, movies
2: absolutely so they might just be going they're sitting on it going oh my god this is so good why why is the <laughs> talent gone bad and trotting the
1: world attacking people but no it's here it's coming and uh let's hope it's good yeah, let's hope so it could be i think it has the potential to be with an interesting kind of time jumping narrative yeah it's always good like uh that jean-claude van damme movie well, he's a time cop time cop, love time cop. <laughs> I was going to say where well, he's the time cop. Wait a minute, what's that film called? Time cop.
2: Oh, <laughs> Bloody hell. What's What's the film with the big boat? The boat's called Titanic.
1: Um, um, uh, uh I think side Avatar. adventure. Avatar. Avatar, Avatar. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Anyway, and what is your final piece of so news? My second
1: bit of news. It does go back a little bit because I wanted to find two bits of anime news for this anime episode. And this one, um, actually, the news was uh, announced in December, but we didn't cover it. It's that Hayao Miyazaki is coming out of retirement. He is. Again, for about the fifth time, <laughs> he keeps the,
2: retiring. And we are like, I've got retirement. one
1: more film in me. I mean, you know, they must have to bring him in on a stretcher, but he's going to make a movie. And it's coming out in Japan on July. It's called How Do You Live? Um, and uh, so that's something to look forward to. Um, hopefully, mm. it will be... If it is his final film, if it if it's his final film, let's hope that he goes out on a very strong note. I always think it's quite
2: interesting how they're going to release this because obviously historically, the Ghibli films have always come out through Disney and Disney sort the dubs out and sort the Americanizations out. Yes, but now Netflix seem to own the rights to all those movies in most of the world. So well, it's will possible it, go, that it could be a
1: Netflix release?
2: Well, that's what's intriguing me. Is it going to be on Netflix? Is it going to go to Disney? What happens with all the other Miyazaki films? It's it's quite I a believe, big question mark. Um,
1: that Studio Canal in Europe holds or held the rights up until the Netflix buyout. Mm. So I wonder what is going to happen there. I think someone got sued at Studio Canal to fight over those rights because they held on to them, going, no, you can't take our cash cows away. And they said, no, you give them to Netflix, all right?
2: Wow. Well, and they're, they're formerly deep pockets, but they're not so deep anymore. Yeah. Well, that is the news. Um, yeah, interesting.
1: It's interesting stuff. <laughs> What's it? Well,
2: <laughs> The listeners could be the judge of that. Well, that's
1: true. Yes, let us know. Is the news interesting? <laughs>
2: um, yeah. Onto the onto the the onto magic, as you like to events. say. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you hadn't guessed from Callum's Pieces of News this week, and from the title of this podcast, um, uh, the what we're doing this week is anime, but not just any anime, anime series.
1: Yeah, we've got two corkers. Well, one corker and one not-so-corker.
2: Yeah, we've got a real classic of the genre, which I'd never watched before, and you had watched some episodes. I watched
1: episodes, I think I was watching it with someone. And they said, oh, and they'd seen it before. And they said, oh, jump to this episode. This is a good one. Jump to this episode. So I think i watched probably about seven or eight out of the 37. But only, <laughs> only sort of like the main highlights. Yeah, fair enough. I recommend watching it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no spoilers for the review. <laughs> so we have that
2: to look forward to. But we also have a brand new series on Netflix. And what is its name, Callum?
1: Its name is Junji E2 Maniac. Japanese Tales of the Macabre.
2: Wow. And would you like to tell I'll, us what yeah, it's about? I'll,
1: I'll kick us off. So uh, for those that don't know, Junji Ito is a uh, horror um, manga artist and he's probably the most famous one, at least in the West. Every so often, usually around Halloween, stills and uh, panels from his graphic novels, from, from the manga, they come out online because they are so creepy and they have that really delicate... Inky black, black and white uh, art style, and he's been known as someone who has been influenced by Salvador Dali, uh, H.P. Lovecraft, Guillermo del Toro to make these very creepy images. And this anime is a uh, anthology series. It collects more than twelve because there are twelve episodes, but some episodes have two stories in them. Um, of some of his most famous pieces. So if you are a um, Junji E2 enthusiast, you'll recognize some of these characters and some of these images as being the most creepy. They're the ones that when they get shared around, like one of them has a woman whose head is made entirely of layers of skin. That's one of the ones that like around Halloween, you'll see that or, You know, nerds will post that image around or the floating head balloons. Um, so this collects several of his most famous stories and uh, puts them into anime form into an anthology series i think there's around about 20 stories over 12 episodes and uh yes um there's not much more to say about that because they are so individual Mm. so uh johnny before i let you know what i think was so flawed about it, (laughs) not to uh, give too much away. I I want you to go first because there is something that bothers me about this, but I I wanted you to kind of say what you wanted to say first. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's okay. It has its moments. There are some, as often with anthology series, some good episodes, some pretty boring episodes. Um, Visually, the artwork is interesting, which I suppose makes sense coming from some, you know, such a prolific manga artist but it didn't really do it for me. And I haven't, obviously, it was an anthology series, so I was like, oh, I don't have to watch every episode. (laughs) And I haven't watched every episode, and and I think that kind of tells you, like, what you need to know about it. It didn't really grab me. And I think one of the flaws of being an anthology series and not being one where every episode is like, yeah, it doesn't really, even like, we'll, we'll talk about our other anime later, but even when that has, like, a bad episode that goes nowhere, you still want to kind of find out what's going on. But these wrap up in every episode. I also find that a lot of them didn't really have like proper endings as well. They kind of like had two-thirds of a story, they had a beginning of a story. And they never really they, they always seemed like they didn't know how to wrap it up. Um the thing I probably liked most about it was the opening credits and theme song, which were really good. Uh, again, which may come down to someone being a very good graphic artist. But yeah, I think it's a f I think it's flawed. And I don't think it's massively exciting. Uh, The interesting, the reason I kind of put this forward as the thing to do, other than it being like one of the newest big animes on Netflix, was um, that I thought it kind of looked like one of the main characters from one of the from from the other anime we're going to talk about in a bit, which I'll give away to you now as Death Note. Um, And I thought the one of the characters on the um netflix screen looks a bit like reek and i spoke again i think that is reek's probably the most interestingly designed thing in um not to spoil the next review a bit but probably the most interestingly designed thing in death note and again i think visually it works but yeah the stories
1: just didn't seem to have endings or go very far i think we're going to struggle to get too much out of this because reviewing an anthology series of course like you said there's not a lot of meat no there's no way to like you said you um with other tv shows you can push through you can Mm -hmm. push through to the next episode if you don't like the episode that you're on and yeah that is a problem and you said that uh uh, they don't have proper endings i think that is the big problem well one of two big problems that i have is that narratively and i think this is probably true about the manga as well because you don't really read horror manga stuff Mini stories mm-hmm. for the stories. You read them because the art, like I said, it's, it's cool. the art yeah, that yeah. gets shared around. It's the it's the individual images. The girl with the head who, like like an onion, has so many layers, or the balloons that have nooses on the end of them, which are shaped like the heads of the people they're trying, they're chasing and become their victims. Like it's those still images that like really stay with you. The stories don't. The stories are written. Do you remember Creepy Pastors? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's very 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 creepy and which are are nonsense stories and like they don't make any narrative sense because they're made just to kind of scare 14 year olds so it's very much um we were talking about um m night shamalan not so long ago who has reinvented himself as someone who makes high concept thrillers for not much money and as a marketing gimmick that's a really good thing but as a narrative gimmick often the shortfall is that they just seem to come out like episodes of uh tales to amaze or the twilight zone yeah. it's like and they were walking down the streets they were a lovely couple and oh no there's a ghost there what if there was a beach but in that beach it made you old it's like mm-hmm. none of these stories really have any meat to them all the characters are dishwater dull. uh all the character um all the scenarios they get into are seemingly random there doesn't seem to be a lot of connective tissue there and while the art is good, it's it's fine. The real joy about reading a Junji Ito manga, I would imagine, is that inky black and white art. It's so delicate and so mm-hmm. intricate. This, they recreate it fine, but it's like with the um, sequels to the Blair Witch Project, which were no longer filmed on kind of grotty, shaky cam, DV cams, and there were suddenly high production things it's like, well, you've completely missed the point. Mm. Nobody's watching the Blair Witch Project for the deep story. They're watching it because of the grotty DV camp. So what you're missing is the thing that really makes it special. I tried to search for meaning in these stories. And the only one I could find, and I think this might just be me reaching, is that there are several stories about people's homes being invaded by kind of something quite maleficent, something quite nasty. So peaceful people in their home and suddenly there's a an annoying kid brother tries mm-hmm. to and you know that becomes nasty or there's a ghost or there's a tenant and that uh and that person and that tenant has kind of messed everything up and it's and then the horror manifests from there so oh maybe that maybe that's a comment on you know privacy and and maybe that's a, something that's quite true in in uh, uh eastern cultures about you know my home is sacred mm-hmm. don't Invade, But it only happened enough times across the series that I wasn't sure if, like, maybe this isn't. Maybe Maybe I'm just reaching for meaning in a show that is just, what if there was a beach? But it made you old! But we're in Japan and there's heads and stuff. I, I kind of uh, thought it actually
2: more... Um, the thing that I kind of got from it, and I think it, it's... It's not necessarily just a Japanese thing. You definitely used to get in like Are You Afraid of the Dark and things like that more. Obviously, this is I would say aimed at adolescents. It's probably a bit too old for it. A bit going back to the creepypasta, past something that scares fourteen-year-olds. And something you get in a lot of that is almost like listen to your parents. Your parents are always right, or and then they're not always. You know, not always in real life either. But they're not always in this. Um, <laughs> they're not always in these shows. But there was quite a few that was about like listening to that or telling the truth or doing that so i thought if anything they were kind of a bit fably at times but Almost i didn't moralizing yeah as opposed to something that had like a real deep meaning i didn't really it was maybe a couple that were a little bit like don't be um what's the word don't be um like shallow i suppose and things but 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 for the most part it just felt like, like hey wait a minute it was johnny that was (laughs) um uh, it just felt like kind of basic yeah kind of um uh, yeah basic kind of basic morals and and that was kind of what i when i was watching i was thinking well i almost felt like this is meant to be the japanese are you afraid of the dark or the japanese goosebumps and i didn't think the stories were anywhere near as good or as poignant yeah, the artwork was good. The acting was probably better than Goosebumps, <laughs> well, <yeah>. um, <laughs> but I just didn't think for for what it wanted to be. I think, like you say, the stories are poor, and that is the 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 big issue. And I also think the fact we're trying to like grasp at straws for like morals or meaning in it just shows there probably wasn't much. It's almost quite quite vapid. And again, that probably works as a manga, but I don't think it works in the case of this very well.
1: Yeah, I think so because I think on the, on if you're commuting and you reading something you got a, you're got you on a bus and you know maybe it's near Halloween You're just skipping through the stories go oh the creepy heads coming to get them mm-hmm. and when they're drawn so beautifully that's what stays with you the stories are complete hokum and I, I even found myself struggling to kind of stick with it because it just felt like it did feel just random um at times and like like again going back to someone like M. Night Shyamalan at least you can feel M. Night Shyamalan's specific weirdness when he directs a film he has a very specific touch and even when you're laughing at the poor dialogue or uh you know whatever it might be that's making it not one of his winners at least you can feel the a human behind this mm-hmm. i anything of uh junji ito as the as, as an auteur i just i just didn't feel him here this could have been these could have been stories written by anyone and that was the most disappointing thing is that there was nothing here of, like, even if I didn't like it, an individual weirdness, an individual's touch. And I suppose that's the case when, you know, you you hand your work over to someone else to adapt. It's not necessarily going to stay that it's, you know, has the touch of a filmmaker or an author or an author. And I think that's probably the most disappointing thing is that, it was just missing. It was just. It was just steely and and uh, cold mm. and distant. And it almost felt. I almost gave up a few times. If I hadn't been watching it for this, I probably would have st- stopped around episode two or three.
2: Yeah, I know. I I agree. I don't think well, I didn't finish it, did I? But I also <laughs> don't think uh, I. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I will be finishing it. Put it that way. There's some things that really grab me, um, and. And this just didn't... And I think that's it. I think what's a shame is there are... Like, we before we came on 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 air... I'm air-quoting here. Uh, before we came on, <laughs> before we started recording this episode, we were kind of very quickly kind of swapping notes as we do a little bit. And we both picked out one or two episodes that we thought kind of worked. Um, one of them was only a half. Because this is the other slightly weird thing, is some episodes are full twenty or two minutes or whatever, and some episodes are half... And some episodes are like two third, but like a little bit at the end and stuff. They they're they're a bit kind of all over the place. But anyway, uh, but they um, it was one or two that we both were like. Yeah, that one kind of worked, and that one worked, and I kind of like that one. But for every one like that, there's probably two that didn't, two stories that didn't work. Um, and 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 because of that, it's just the hit rate's not high enough. It might be one of those things where it's worth going and having a look online for which episodes were highly rated and watching those three or four but it's just not worth watching all 12 it's not there are better things to do with because what's that 25 two minutes an episode mm, so it's four hours of four hundred a bit hours of your life there's better things to do with four hundred a bit hours of your life
1: and from what i understand sorry to all the um, artists involved in making yes, it but <laughs> from, what, from what i understand um fans of junji too they've not been impressed it it's Hitting about five point nine on IMDb in each episode, except for the floating head one and a couple of others, which are kind of struggling in the sevens and sixes. Each individual episode has like a 5.5 5.6 something like that.
2: The floating head one probably is the best. It's that, quite that was the high, highest rated one. Um, it's quite when it when you first kind of realise what's going on, you're like, what? And then it, it kind of is a bit shocking. There was, I think, the second in the second episode, which is only half, half of the second episode. There was a thing with people in a tunnel but again I still don't quite think the ending worked I don't really know what happened this is what happens with a lot of them like the ending they build up this thing and then it would just be like someone's turning into a tree or someone disappears into a wall and a bit of light comes out so you know they just don't really have like proper endings or morals or resolutions and it everything just seems to be left dangling. And I think it's meant to be mysterious, but it just doesn't feel it feels lazy, not it's mysterious. not like they get bored. Yeah, exactly. That'll do. Yeah, that will do. Yeah. Um which again, like we go back going back art wise, yeah, probably does work. But it's the the stories just aren't that amazing.
1: Yeah, they're, they're very thin. Very thin.
2: I think that probably wraps up our
1: review of them. Yeah, so. <laughs>
2: um Yeah, I'm interested to see what our schools are. Um
0: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Hello, and welcome back from that advert break. I'd buy that for a dollar. You do that, that every product. episode now.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> what if the what if the product was like forty dollars? Well, hopefully our fans are, are smart enough to know that, oh, that's a cracking reference to that Robocop, that film that came out in the mid-80s and was remade quite poorly in 2014. I quite like the lead. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah, no, I, I like him, but not much else.
2: Anyway, uh, we're not reviewing, we're not reviewing Robocop.
1: <laughs> Another day, maybe.
2: Not under my watch. <laughs> maybe the original.
1: Yeah. Anywho. Okay, let's kick off with the next one i guess
2: indeed so the next one as i spoiled in the last uh, review is death note um death note is a hugely popular anime series it's one of those ones that's up there with like cowboy bebop and things that seem to be just very big in the the west um
1: and it is what year did it come out let's have a look on the old the imdb i should have got it up when we were in the adverts obviously, yeah. but uh, here we are it came out in 2007. I
2: think no, that was the film. Ooh. It came out in 2006 to 2007. Um, it was it's two series long, two kind of lopsided series. The first series is like 25 episodes. And the next series is 12, I think 12 episodes or 24 and 13. Something will come to... In our view, I'm sure. Uh, It is about Light Yagami. Light Yagami finds on the floor one day a notebook, which he starts to read and be like, what's this? What's going on? And there's some rules written inside it. And those rules, the most basic one states, uh, every name that you write in here um, will die within 45 seconds. If you write the name in there, they just die of a heart attack. If you write the name and how they die next to it, they will, will die in said way. This curious, smart young whippersnapper, like Yagami, decides to test it out and soon realises that it actually works. And then a angel of death, or a shinigami called Ryuk, turns up and goes, Oi, that's my book, and until you die, I've got bloody stay with you now, ain't I? Um, and follows this young boy around. But these, he decides that he is going to be like secret judge of the earth, basically, and decides to to kill all the bad people in the world and starts writing their names in there, starts watching the news for people that have committed horrible crimes and and putting their names in there. And pretty soon, the police start to go, hang on, why has half of the prison population died of a heart attack in the last two weeks and uh, suss out that something is amiss? So a international... I think spy's the wrong word. International cop of mystery uh someone named l comes on the scene and he's supposed to be the greatest detective of all time even better than daniel craig in (laughs) 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 Uh, whatever that film was a glass onion and and uh, knives out and he is comes on the case to work out who light yagami is very soon through tricks of the being a detective he decide, he susses out that light is in Japan and puts him works out these in a very specific area of Japan and starts to hone in on light yagami
1: and that is about the first two episodes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah what if, did you think well if we were describing the full plot this would be a four-hour podcast. Um, so, Death Note—it's a, quite a curious one because, like you say, it, it has gained a reputation as being one of the biggies, and it came out across 2006 and 2007, peak emo years. So, yeah, this is very the. Emo. So, this is the. The uh, anime that if you were a uh, teenage girl with lots of eyeliner on and swoopy black hair and a Jack Skellington backpack, <laughs> you were in love with I, these people. I think the Venn diagram of people that listen to Fallout Boy and watch this show is it's, just it's, on it's top perfect, of each other. It's, it's a, perfect a perfect circle. circle. <laughs> uh, and how much do you like this show now in 2023? Your mileage will vary on your nostalgia for some of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say that I don't have a nostalgia. I was never an emo, although we have emo-adjacent friends. Um, we- Dog Brain video? <laughs> yeah, Dog Brain video. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, Dog Brain, this is the anime for you. Um, I also tried to get Eddie Murray to watch it, because I think it's out of history as well. Yeah, I think he'll like that. But And so your mileage will vary based on that. Um, so because i my nostalgia for that is slim i couldn't really watch it on that sort of way so it's it's nostalgic hold didn't really have much over me so i had to kind of just rely on the fact is it a good story is it, is it interesting and it is interesting to a point but if there's a flaw in it it's that and this is a flaw with quite a lot of anime which goes on for too long is that it's a miniseries stretched over 37 episodes because it is a good hook this guy is going to judge the world and, and he's no. got a detective on his tail and that's that's a that's really interesting I and mean, with a with a um, fantasy twist that's really cool. And the designs of uh, Ryuk and, uh, you know, the music especially is, is mm, very really cool. Like, uh, uh, each episode starts with this dum 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 sort of thing. And it really gets you going.
2: In fact, I saw TikTok randomly with using that music the other day. And I was like, I kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah. It was like a dog thinking about something. But it is very think... Cause it's it, all, it is. It's all about
1: like them thinking about how to... Outsmart the other ones. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of inner monologues about if I <laughs> outpace him doing this and outpace him doing that, then he'll think this, but then I'll think that. And then
2: that... actually, but what if he thinks that? And then he knows that about me, but I know that about him and he knows that about and her. So if he knows that about a, her, there'll be two of them
1: and three of these. That's a perfect example of something that is really cool <laughs> the first few times you see mm-hmm. it and less cool the, the, the 17 <laughs> millionth time. <laughs> However, to give this enough rope to hang itself with, um, this was broadcast over about nine months when it was first broadcast in Japan. I don't think it was really meant to be binged. No, and I don't think you remember yeah. that. That watching it back to
2: back, you're like, well, that's the same as the last episode. That's the same as the last episode. There's but you of get a little bit, yeah, You get away with that more to. over time.
1: And over time, it's like uh, like sitcoms where mm. characters learn the lesson that they learned last episode, and they're learning it again the next episode. Like, hey, I learned something today, which you know it's fine if you're watching it across weeks and months and years it when you binge something it starts to get very repetitive so i'm not going to kind of drag the show for its length too much however just because i did watch it because we had to kind of cram it for Mm. for this uh recording i did find myself getting irritated and the constant turnings of, of the plots like Okay, they're coming to a natural conclusion. They're coming to, oh, no, there's a new character being introduced. Oh, there's a new god of death. Oh, there's a new, uh, you know, this uh, person is the killer now. And the killer, his name is Kira. Um, they've decided. Kira. Kira. And there's another there's Kira. There's a new, new Kira. And they go, oh, my God, just tell the story. Um, but, again, I'm not going to, that's not really, uh, it's like saying, I don't like the taste of cheese mm. while eating cheese. It's not the show's problem it was broadcast differently. So I did like it. Flaws and all. Um, And sometimes the flaws were almost charming, like almost quaint. Um, Some of the the twists and the turns, it's like, oh my God, another twist. They do become irritating, but there is a a charm. You know, if I'm nostalgic for anything, it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z, where (laughs) they said, the world will blow up in five minutes and five minutes takes 15 episodes. That, That's something I'm a little Mm. bit nostalgic for. It's anime where they go, they're right on my tail. And right on my tail means 20 episodes later, they catch him. (laughs) So that's a slight nostalgic thing. Even though I was getting tired of cramming 10 episodes, I was thinking, this reminds me of when I used to stay up late at night watching anime. So that had some charm to it. And Johnny, what did you think? So the
2: the first 10 to 15 episodes, I can't remember exactly the turning point, I really, really enjoyed. I really got into... It hadn't re- started to repeat itself too much. It started to put together a good story. There were some, some good twists and turns. And then it was almost like they had, at a certain point in production, they realised who was watching the show, that it was, um, you know, that kind of emo audience. And they probably realised that actually it was starting to bring traction in the US as well as Japan. So they saw Dala Dala signs, and they suddenly changed it all up. And they were like, cute anime girl, change the theme song, add in a load more characters. We also need to try and drag this out for another 15, 20 episodes because we've got some money to make here. And it just suddenly nosedived to me. And (laughs) we are allowed to spoil these ones, obviously, but I don't want to give too much away. But it feels like it could have fairly been resolved at the end of season one with like maybe one or two close out episodes, but they have this kind of second season that feels massively tacked on with people that adds a load of new characters and those new characters do not get close to the people they replace um, in quality or interest or intriguingness. One of them is a poor clone and one of them is just like in there for two episodes and it's just really basic <laughs> And I think that's the problem. I, and while I agree with you, it's like having a gut water for being wet, like anime it is a problem sometimes with anime that there are so many episodes and they don't necessarily focus on quality after a point. It started off with such good gusto, such a good concept, and some really great story points. And I got was kind of disappointed. I really... I not say I struggled to finish it, because, again, this is what, what I was saying earlier about where this is a bit different from an anthology series. And I did still want to see what happened. I didn't leave completely all interest in what happens. But I definitely, like the first 10, 15 episodes, felt myself very intently watching it. And then as it started to get a bit repetitive and repeat itself, and they added more characters in which I didn't care about anywhere near as much, I kind of felt myself like having it on in the background more while I'm cooking dinner or stuff, which I wouldn't have done actually when I was watching the first 10, 15 episodes and was really into it. And so taking all of the other stuff out, that's where i think it I think it's a show of two halves, and I think the second half was a struggle, whereas the first half was excellent and really enjoyable um but i did i think it's funny at times, I think it's well written, I enjoyed the voice cast um a lot we both listened to the dub sorry guys purists out there, <laughs> but I have things to do <laughs> while I'm doing some of these things, especially if it's thirty seven episodes long um and, and repetitive <laughs> and um the artwork's great I really love the design of Ryuk in particular but a lot of the the shishigumis are interesting I mean the the people are just pretty standard anime people standard anime with the choppy black hair yeah exactly (laughs) but the the kind of the the shishigumis shishigumi shishigami shishigami shishigamis are you know very interesting like you said I really enjoyed the channel track I enjoy how that works with the show and when it is good it is one of the best animes I've seen and the first few episodes I was thinking
1: whoa. And be, there are some episodes that are just flat out amazing.
2: Yeah, there so are.
1: you can never quite quit the show. And just to give you a little insider baseball, because my uh, brother Rory, h- hello Rory if you're listening, um, he's a big anime fan, so he knows about the sort of uh, background of this. So again, to bring it back to Dragon Ball Z, uh, during the writing of the manga of Dragon Ball Z, the, art- the artist or um, the writer created a villain, and the, p- the publishers went, oh, no, an old man is a villain. Nah, change it. Okay, we'll write out the old man and bring in these two teenage villains. Teenagers? Kids as villains? Nah, write it out. Okay, I've r- created this this scary monster. Ooh, he's creepy. Ooh, he looks ugly. Change it. Okay, the scary monster evolves into a, a, a different form, which is more handsome. Yeah, it's all right. Change it. Okay, this is his final form. Yeah, now you got it. So they'll go through eight villains. So um, there's lots of anime that do this where it suddenly seems like at the two-third point mm. to introduce a main character who we're all, all of a sudden supposed to care about. So I don't know exactly what happened in the production of, of Death Note, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone said, you know, L is tracking really well with teenage girls, but we didn't want him to track well with teenage girls. We don't like this whole homoerotic thing. Kill him off. Get someone else in. Okay, I've killed him off. I brought in a new detective. Oh, you brought in him. I don't like him with the scar on his face. Bring in someone else. Okay, we brought in this other one. He's a kid with white hair. Ah, yeah, now you got it. Now that's the money. Let's end on that one. So I think I, I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be shocked if the, you know, behind the scenes somewhere... They wanted to wrap it up. And they said, nah, can't wrap it up here. Wrap it up there.
2: I, I definitely, and again, I don't want to give too much away like Callum just did. Um, but <laughs> when they brought in the, um, they brought in a female character about half of the season one, I,
1: I would be shocked if that was not because they were like, too many blokes in this. Change it. Yeah, okay, we, we've added this. This girl, she's obsessed with light. Yeah, that's the money. Let's make her a main character.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think you know. And I think there was a few things like that. And I think they were like, oh, people like the Shishigumi's. We're selling a lot of Shishigumi toys because obviously that's a big thing Only in Japan one. as well.
1: Change it. Yeah, All three have right. Three. Added another one. <laughs> ah, no, is... I don't like that one. He's got flappy arms. He's whiny. <laughs> Get rid of him. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because so this
2: uh, this I don't think does give too much away. There ends up being over the series three main Shishigumi, one main main Shishigumi, one who's kind of has an
1: important plot line, and one who just turns up for two episodes and <laughs> then gets like so mostly just disappears. But that is some insider baseball for yeah. how manga and anime works. Is that there's very much a, uh, a culture of someone breathing down your neck mm. with a big stick. Going, no, I don't like that,
2: which isn't that different. Particularly, it's maybe changed a little bit more now, but isn't really that different to kind of like network TV in the states, where you know they they they're writing it and filming it as they're releasing it. And in, for those who don't know the difference, with you know, I'm sure most of you do, listen to a film podcast slash TV podcast, but with British TV you tend to get six episodes. It seems to be fil- it tends to be filmed all at once um, before release and then gets released. Whereas American shows tend to have a writing room. They tend to have a couple of shows recorded before they start the season and then they pretty much film as it goes along and especially with sitcoms you used to get it he's good leave him in oh no we need a new neighbor character no we need a love interest we need to no, get those two together that's what the focus groups saying and they they tend to and it, i think anime is kind of like almost like a kind of more extreme version of that at times um so yeah i think unfortunately that kind of adds the flaws in but i still think it's one of the and uh, you know the, I've always found with anime, and I, love, I like anime, and I prefer anime movies and TV shows. I don't, haven't watched too many anime TV shows. But they, they often start with a good concept and lose steam pretty quickly. And this certainly is nowhere near the worst. And overall, I still think it's a worthwhile watch of a show.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think um, because it's become one of the major texts mm. for a reason. It's a very important work. I mean, whatever you think about its flaws, it's earned its stripes for for the reasons that, a lot of the reasons that we mentioned, it came around just at the right time for a certain zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And to chase a zeitgeist is not so easy. I mean, if it was, you know, uh, film executives and TV executives would be making hit shows all the time. There well, would exactly. be no flops. There would be no shows that get cancelled after one season. Um, but, uh, you know, th- this doesn't seem to have any malice towards its audience, which is sometimes the case with shows that chases Zeitgeist and go after the emo crowd. Like, Ugh, let's just put it in a Fall, a Fall Out Boy track, throw in a girl with eyeliner, yeah, got your money. And you know, this has no cynicism which, towards its audience.
2: I haven't watched it, but it seems what probably happen with the Netflix American remake film.
1: <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, yes.
2: It looks pretty emo.
1: Yeah, but it looks pretty like all right, stick in a track with a guy screaming and flashing his guitar not very well, I might add. Add in a floppy haired boy, yeah, put some eyeliner on him, right? Dosh.
2: Although well, a surprisingly interesting cast wasted.
1: Yeah, like Shea Wingham and uh Willem Defoe. Exactly. Alex wolf
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, no, I think,
2: you know, it's a, like you say, it's a reason it earned its stripes, but it is still flawed. So if you go in thinking, like I did, this is going to be a masterpiece from start to finish, you're, you're going to be a bit disappointed. But there are, like, for me, and this is a... a Some anime fans will look at me in disgust. (laughs) But like Cowboy Bebop, I don't think of any, there's a bad episode and it still kind of feeds into an overarching storyline. Although um, it can still be watched most episodes individually without needing to watch it. Whereas this only feeds into an overarching storyline. You can't really miss an episode, but there's a lot of flab. And that's kind of the difference. That's where it, I think, falls down a little bit. This would have been much better 20 episodes long. Yes, very much agreed. Um, and as 37, it feels a stretch at times. But, no, still watchable. Uh, I'd still give it a, a watch.
1: Yes, yes, that's a recommend. The flaws and all is certainly a recommend. Yeah.
2: I think that is a good place to end that review. So, let's have a little roundup of what we found this episode. Absolutely. So, Callum, what did you think of... The Ma- Tales of the Macabre, Japanese, <laughs> of- yeah, um, Ma- uh, uh,
1: Japanese Tales of the Macabre, something like that. Maniac, J- Junji E2 Maniac. It's a really bad title. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Junji E2 Maniac, 12 Tales of the... Or Japanese Tales of the Macabre, or something like that. I can't be bothered to look it up again. <laughs> um, it's very flawed. Uh, I-, I really wouldn't recommend this. Uh, there's the occasional arresting image and the occasional fun enough story but it's very boring um it's divorced from its artwork so the thing that makes the manga special is it's not there and even the episodes that are good aren't really good they're just good for the because you watch them amongst some episodes that were quite bad so i think i'm going to give it quite be quite harsh and give it a 3 mm. out, of, out of 10 there's just not a lot here it it's it's cappuccino foam that's not even flavored
2: Fair enough, yeah. I I think there's one or two episodes that are worth watching. I would highlight the balloon head one. So if you kind of have to watch it, just watch that probably. But I I would agree with pretty much everything you said. I think it is sorely lacking in story. Um, And because of that, yeah, it's not really that watchable. Um, Do I want to give it a three or a four? I'm going to give it a three as well. I just, yeah, I, I wouldn't give it, it's not a watch for me at all. And what did you think of Death Note?
1: So this is one of those instances where a rating system is quite difficult because there are episodes and even stretches that are just fantastic, mm. but there's a, a, wrapped around, like like you said, a lot of flab. And if you give the whole thing six out of ten or seven out of ten or whatever it is... It's kind of unfair. It's kind of unfair to the rest it, of it. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where even with flaws you're you're pushing through... But if you have to be strict on yourself, I think a 6 out of 10 is something I'm going to give it, just mm-hmm. because um, the I, I, I got to points where I was like, God, I'm really having to push myself here. I, I'm, it's not fun anymore to watch this show. Like, okay, I've, I've, we, we've got to record on this day. Okay, so how many episodes can I cram in today? And it starts to feel like homework. But for the episodes that were great, they were great. So... It's a 6 out of 10 with a with a caveat that you really should go and watch it even for the, you know, even for the flaws. You really should because the, the parts that are really good are really good. So do stick with it. But it is a 6 out of 10 overall.
2: I am going to say that it's a tale of two parts. And season one, although it still has it a bit flabby at times towards the end, it has flaws. I would probably give an 8 out of 10. There's individual episodes that were 10 out of 10 in that. Yes, yes. Um, but I would give season one an 8 out of 10. I'd probably give season two a 6 out of 10. And I could all... Obviously, you don't find out what happens to um light at the end. But I would almost say you could just watch season one and, and season two feels so almost so tacked on, you could get... There is a satisfying ending almost at the end of one. Yeah. There is... You might get to the end of there and think, you know, I just want to find out what happens. But I think you could wrap it up at the end of season one and not have many, you know, many major issues with that. Um, So I probably would give the whole thing an overall rating of a seven. But I would probably say watch season one. If you really gel with it, then maybe watch season two. But I don't feel like season two is a must watch. Whereas I think season one... If you have any interest in anime TV series, I think it's. I think you have to. I think if you, you can't say you like anime TV series without having seen seen season one of Death. Note.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. If you grew up with you know black eyeliner smudges and a poster <laughs> of uh, Jared Leto before he turned weird on your wall from from Thirty Seconds to Mars and uh, the Fallout Boys boys on your wall, then you are gonna really like this. But I'm preaching to the converted because I know you've already seen it. Well, wow. top brain videos, I don't know if he has. Yeah, that's so weird. You know, he's a Mr. My Chemical <laughs> Romance and he hasn't seen Death Note. It's like he's missing the one sacred text. I
2: know. Maybe we'll have to get him to watch it and then do a review for us. We we
1: might yeah, that that would be good. Like maybe even just like a quick uh you know, thirty second thing.
2: Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to speak I'll have to, to badger him. him. Anyway, on that note, um, so we have given Death Note at six and a half between us, although with a very heavily caveated. Yes. And we have given um, the other one, three, whatever it's called. <laughs> Stupidly G- long name, I've John already G- forgotten. We'll never watch everything. Ever
1: Japanese ta- Japanese Tales of the Macabre, I think. Yeah. But I'm not going to look it up again.
2: And this is us completing another one of the things we said we were going to do on our New Year's episode. Yeah, so well done to us. Tick. Um, so, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed that episode. Um, Please like, share and subscribe. Tell your friends about us.
1: And bye for this week. And let's see how casually I can say, later. Boo. (laughs)